These are the things, the most powerful two things that I do every single year that have made perimenopause my salvation and not my curse. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Well, hey there, sister. How are you feeling in your body today? It is December 26th, and in Canada, where I'm from, we call this Boxing Day. I know that in the UK, they call it Boxing Day as well, and I believe there's other countries that do. So if you're from one of those countries that celebrates it, please let me know. I find this day and really this week of the time of the year a really powerful time. I absolutely love it because the world is a bit quiet, at least in North America. And you kind of want to embrace this week. So, you know, whatever you're feeling in your body, this is a quiet time to really tune in and listen and take advantage of this week in all the ways. Remember that thriving in your body has everything to do with being the CEO of your body. And what does a CEO do, a chief executive officer? They reflect, they create strategy, they make improvements, right? There's no such thing as perfect. We try something, we put it out in the world, we go for a challenge, we you know make efforts, we tweak it and we learn from it and we do it again. And so if you're a perfectionist out there, I really want you to hear this because I had to learn this as a you know, recovering perfectionist and people pleaser, how important it is to recognize that the only way to get to perfection is by trying, tweaking, trying again, tweaking and trying again. So I love this time of the year for that. And I wanted to take this episode to share with you my favorite end of the year tips for making perimenopause your salvation this next year, not your curse. So Stay tuned if you're, whether you're feeling crappy or whether you're enjoying the peaceful time of this year, whether you don't know what to do with yourself, because sometimes that's what it feels like. Should I just drink mimosas all week long? Like I just don't know what to do. Should I drink mimosas, roll it into some Christmas cookies and roll that into some wine and then go to bed? I don't know, right? So regardless of where you're feeling, this is definitely a time for reflection and 
I want you to take time to really think about all that you have accomplished. Um, This is such a key piece. And you know, I used to fail at this piece miserably. I used to get to this time of the year and feel like I didn't hit my goals or what did I even accomplish? Or I just think about the things that I hadn't done or, or in some better, more positive years, I might only think about the things that I still wanted to do, what I really wanted to see for next year, what I was definitely going to do. You know, I actually am a big believer in new year's goals. I love them. Um, but I thought I'd share with you, you know, two really valuable tips that have completely changed how I'm able to feel about myself, how I'm able to progress my health, how I'm able to go after my dreams, how I'm able to show up more in my life and end years, fine, like end the year in these weeks feeling both satisfied, proud, and excited about the next year, right? Because I think our our brain is naturally negative. It's designed to look for the things that are scary, right? And if you weren't blessed with really positive, a really positive upbringing with people who looked, you know, at the glass half full, it's even more challenging, right? Because those harder aspects of your life of looking for the negative, looking for the things to be aware of, looking for the scary is a really, a real dominant reflex in our mind. So I'm I'm going to teach you the two things that you can start, you can focus on doing this week alone so that you can just crush your health year next year. This is the first step. We're going to do it. And next year we're going to do it again. And the year after we're going to do it again. But I, I wanted to share something with you. I was talking to my dad this week. He came to our visit, which was really great. And you know, in 2022, both of my parents, they're not together, but both of my parents lost a really important person to them in their life. With my dad, we lost my stepmother, his wife, um, to cancer. And with my mom, we lost my grandmother, her mother to cancer. And, um, and they were obviously, you know, both my parents were, were primary caregivers in their lives. And also just, those were really, you know, your, your life partner and your mother are really big roles. So after a loss like that, you know, you end up in a bit of a period of, I don't want to say rebuilding. We're not trying to replace people, but there's a noticeable gap in your life. And, for them, when, when I looked back on that, you know, this last year in 2023, after those major losses at the end of 2022 for them, I realized, you know, what a rebuilding year this must have been for them where you're almost, you know, your ground is shaken and you need to kind of recreate your foundations. And this happens again, this happened to me going through a divorce. This happens to people when they move, when they switch careers, when they're maybe diagnosed with something. And it certainly happens when we start to go through a major hormonal shift. Maybe your teenager's going through perimenopause, maybe you get pregnant, maybe you have a baby, maybe you're going through perimenopause. Regardless, major life things can happen and it shakes our foundation. It changes the foundation, right? Like an earthquake coming in. Now there's gaps, there's holes, there's things, there's loose, there's loose space where there once was solid ground. And what, you know, when I was talking with my dad, we were, you know, I was, I was saying to him, you know, 
you've spent such a powerful year really rebuilding and finding solid footing again in this area of your life where there was such a big missing piece or where there might have been such change for someone. And it it just reminded me how important it is to to give yourself space and honor the 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 ups and downs the ebbs and flows that life does throw at us we are so quick to want to have results or want to feel better or want to get out of pain or want to you know see change but change always takes time and especially building a solid foundation in life really takes time so all that to say we were having this conversation and he that you know gave me that little aha moment of how important that is i know for me going through a divorce having to buy a house having to you know go through all of that changing the that changes where our priorities lie for a year, for example, 365 days, four seasons, right? The first everything without, after that transition, whatever that is, without a person with this new diagnosis, with a new baby, with a pregnancy, with a loss, with a divorce, with a new marriage, whatever, with a new career, whatever the main thing is for you. We do need time to kind of regroup and solidify. And he said to me, you know, something he really, likes to do this time of the year is to reflect on all of the accomplishments that happened in a year. And I think this is such an important piece. So this is my my step one, my tool for you to really make perimenopause your salvation and not your, your curse, is to look back at the entire year and just spent just spend 20 minutes quietly on your own thinking about all the things you accomplished and you might not recognize like for my dad the loss of his wife might not it's not an accomplishment but overcoming that putting life back together that's an accomplishment. If you've been through a really tough time in your marriage, if you've been through any of those other things I was talking about, you are on you are on the other side or beginning to be on the other side of that that is still an accomplishment and also there's a lot of other things that we forget that we've accomplished in a year maybe you finished a course maybe you learned something new maybe you traveled somewhere different maybe you got a raise maybe you saved some money maybe you showed up more presently in your relationship maybe you know there's a million bajillion kajillion things that we can break down more deeply maybe your relationship with your child is better maybe you decided to finally go to therapy, maybe you, you know, finally did the damn thing, right? The thing that you always wanted to do. There's all these small things that we overlook. I often talk to women about their hormones, of course, on my coaching calls or their application for coaching calls or in Midlife Mojo, my 12-week course, or or when I dig, you know, or any of the programs that I work at. But when I dig deeper, we often find what else is there, right? We just need to ask ourselves a few more questions. So I've really made this a habit for myself is to take a little bit of time during this quiet week. Again, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, 30 minutes on your mat or 30 minutes in a quiet place. 
just writing down all of the things that happened this year, right? This is what a CEO does. This is what someone who is the leader of their life, of their body does. They take a look and reflect upon all that has actually happened. Because in that moment, we start to recognize all that we've been through. And when we look at it from the lens of accomplishment, of getting through, of getting past, of sometimes achieving, then we start to not only have a bit more compassion for ourselves, but we start to feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more accomplished, a little bit more capable because we see all that we have done. So step one in my favorite end of your tips for making perimenopause your salvation and not your curse is to, again, reflect on what you have accomplished, all of it on the hard parts that you got through because these are wins as well as your accomplishments, small, medium, and large, no matter what the size is, where I want you to fill a page and write them all down. You know, I think there's a book I read called Be Seen by one of my mentors, Jen Gottlieb, and I think she calls it your badass list. You know, it's just writing down everything to remind you that you are a badass. It's such a powerful piece. Now, step number two, once you've done that, once you've taken that time to reflect like a CEO does, like a leader does, we need to do the next step, which is strategize, right? Make our plan for the next year. We know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or maybe you're just tuning in, maybe you caught me on Instagram, maybe we've worked together. We know what perimenopause is. People aren't talking about it. It's just starting to grow, but this is a huge part of this show and why I so appreciate when you guys share the episodes, when you message me and tell me you learned something or you felt seen by something. It's my favorite messages. It means the world to me when you leave a review because until, you know, I was 37 when the shifting of my hormones, when that time shift that starts to happen for all women at 35 hit me hard. And I had been in the wellness industry for 12 years working only with women. And I had no idea what was going on in my body. And if I didn't know, then I, then I know there's a lot of women out there that don't know. In fact, 50% of women, this is what these are, this is a real stat, don't know the difference between perimenopause and menopause. So we're highly uneducated on it. So we want to get this message out. But what we know about perimenopause is that it is not something happening to you. It is, yes, the the role of our hormones is being passed over because we're going from being, you know, fertile to not reproductively capable. That's the main change that's happening. But the symptoms that come out of that are happening because of the choices and the habits we have kept until now. So what that means, that can feel really disheartening, right? It can feel like a bit of a blame game, like, oh, well, it's my fault. That's not what I'm saying. What I want you to put on is some rose-colored glasses here and see this for an opportunity. If the reason you're feeling this way is because of choices you've made, is because of things that have happened in your life that have been within your control, and most of them are, that means that you have control to change these things. And that is really the gift of perimenopause, right? That is the salvation of perimenopause, is that It comes along during a time in our lives when we still have a lot of life left to go, a lot of opportunity, a lot of dreams to make true, a lot of relationships, a lot of connections to make. And it comes along and kind of shakes us in the shoulders and is like, hey, 
If you keep going this way, it's not gonna be pretty. You're not gonna get what you want out of this life, right? You're not gonna get to live it to its fullest. It comes along and taps us on the shoulder hard. And for some of us, it really shakes us. It keeps us awake at night. And we wanna listen because this is our opportunity to see what those whispers are saying to us and make those changes so we can take advantage. So the second major tip is to begin to strategize okay, what are the habits that are not serving me? You know, where am I at in my hormones, right? Now you can pick one habit, right? Maybe it's that you aren't even solid in your health pillars, right? Like your sleep is all over the place. You don't know when you go to bed. You don't know when you wake up, you, you know, wake up all over the time. Maybe it's that, you know, you just still haven't locked in that nutrition piece. You know, you're hungry half the time, skipping meals, overeating, you know, having sugar cravings. Maybe it's that, you know, you are always wanting to start to get working out, but you haven't, or you're working out all the time and not getting results. There's things in these habits that aren't working for you, right? This is the stuff that I teach you all the time here on the podcast, in my Instagram stories, my complete strategy, you know, is what I share in my coaching and in midlife mojo. These are the strategy for what to do is there or like, or sorry, I should, shouldn't call it the strategy, the path, the path for what to do is there. The strategy around implementation of that path is what we're looking for. Now you can look at your habits and pick one and stack it week by week where maybe this first week you're like, okay, I'm just going to focus on eating three meals a week this week. You can do that next week. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on eating three meals a week and I'm going to make sure that those three meals start with vegetables. And then the next week it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, focus on eating three meals a week. You know what I mean? You're going to stack these, you can stack these habits, but at some point in your year, I'm going to tell you this from my heart to yours to really move the needle, which is, I know what you want because in perimenopause, we're not okay. We're uncomfortable. That's what's happening. You're uncomfortable right now. So if you want to take your sweet turtle time getting back there, then you can pick that, you know, habit by habit. It can, it does work. It just takes a lot longer or you to really move that needle. You kind of need to immerse yourself into the new way of living. This is why it can be so powerful, right? For people when they go away on retreats or they go, um, you know, in a more like immersive experience because it really kind of fully changes our perspective. It's not really reasonable to think that we can prioritize our health growth. That's what I call it, right? When we're when we're making decisions to change things that impact our health, specifically like how we're sleeping, how we're moving, how, you know, how we're working out, how we're eating, how we're managing stress, you know, I mean most things impact our health, right? But when we're making hard tangible decisions to change these pieces, this is called health growth or what I like to call health growth. It's not reasonable to think that we can prioritize health growth, like new changes every month, all year long, because growth requires energy and focus and prioritization from a place of healing, right? And we don't have time all year long to make this our only priority. It would be nice if you have it. Great. I say do it because gosh, how, how amazing could you feel if you did prioritize growth every month, all year long? But that's not realistic. We often have three real main priorities in life, right? We have 
like our relationships and our loved ones. So our partner, our kids, our family, we have our career, like our way to make money and fulfill us. And we have our health. These are our three main focuses and moving forward in all of them every single month is very challenging. It's, it's, it's why we end up failing so much because we try to do all of this at once and it's too much change. It's too hard. It requires too much energy. So it's not reasonable to think we can do that all year long, but here's an important piece from a place of healing, meaning you aren't struggling with crazy symptoms. You, you know, your body is releasing weight. Well, from a healed place for the most part point, I like to pick four months of the year where I prioritize health growth four times. So four times of the year for me, those months are typically January. I like May or I'd say January, April actually is a really good one, Um, September, and then sometimes I like to do November because my birthday is there. But I like to pick three, sorry, four months of the year where I really prioritize my health growth, four times where I'm really, you know, taking a month. And when I say four, I'm taking a month to prioritize business growth and four times for relationship growth, meaning my main priority most days of the week is to make sure I get accomplished the thing that I've committed to for that right? Everything else gets to be maintained. We get to hold steady because it's what we've always been doing. So it doesn't require extra energy, but we're going to level up and do more and eat that frog and do the thing that needs to be done for that month. That's how I know that every year I'm progressing in my health, progressing in my, you know, financial business impact fulfillment decisions, progressing in my relationships with the people that I love is that I set those, you know, each month, if you add that up, right, that's 12 months for, Three, three priorities, four months for each priority, that's 12 months. So I'm always having a month that is focused for one of those things. Now, from a place of needing to heal, which is where I was at 37 and where many of you are, that's why you're listening to this, where so many of my clients come to me at, you may want to commit to the first three to four months of a year. You might want to look at it more as a quarterly thing where, look, Q1, I'm really focused on moving the needle for my health. Q2, I'm going to shift that focus into, you know, because now you're going to have energy. When you, when you make health first, right, that is the foundation of us. When you, when you feel damn good in your body, you have more energy, you have more confidence. So it is an amazing time for you to dive into the next piece, whether that is healing your relationships, diving deeper in your relationships, or thriving in your business, or thriving in your life, or thriving in your career, going after that purpose, whatever that is. Might not be a money-making thing. You might have other passions. That one might be totally fine, and you do something else for fulfillment. But But if you really want to move that needle, I really, one of the most powerful ways, one of the most powerful strategies to put into place your health growth around perimenopause specifically, because we're, we're in a, in in perimenopause, most often, if you're suffering, you're coming from an unhealed place, a wounded place, right? Where we're in this imbalance, where a lot of metabolic chaos is happening inside of us. So having a a chunk, taking the whole first quarter, the first four months of the year, the whole first third or the first quarter, and really being like, this is my time for me. And then I'll be able to take my foot off that gas pedal, ride the momentum I've created there, keep the habits I've made, but I don't have to, I don't have to put all the energy 
between to recreating that, um, that momentum. And then you can shift into the next focus of your life, right? And, and here's the beauty. Typically when you're going through perimenopause, you're, you, you know, I shouldn't say this isn't for everyone, but often our kids are school age, right? Not always, but often our kids are at least school age. So we do have a bit more flexibility in our life. So I was, you know, in that place of really needing to heal at 37. And that's where many of you are. So one of the most powerful things that I did then, and that I really do with all of my clients in midlife mojo and one-on-one coaching, this is why they get such great results is that we really tune in for three to four months of the year. And then the idea is that we can let that sucker ride and focus on something else. So we progress, we see the difference, and then we allow that to ride us through the rest of the year, feeling great. And it propels the success of the other areas. Because if you think about it, if you don't feel great in your body or, or your health, it's going to impact your relationship. It's going to impact your patience. It's going to impact your energy. It's going to impact, you know, your confidence, all things that are really important for having successful relationships and successful fulfillment and success in, in like life and career. So though that piece of the strategy around implementation for for health growth, which is, as I say, what I like to call it, is so important, but that simple, just taking a look at like January, February, March, April, we're really just prioritizing our health growth, you know, getting your partner on board, getting your family on board if you need to, but really just knowing that for you, this is a requirement because here's the other piece that I think is really important that we know about perimenopause. If you, it, it's a transition we're all going to go through. It's as significant as puberty and pregnancy. We are highly uneducated and unsupported on it. If you just let it happen and you don't listen to the whispers of your body, you don't listen when this time in life is shaking you by the shoulders and telling you, hey, then things don't get easier. Things get much harder. That shake gets a lot louder and you get more tired and more uncomfortable in your body and you have more metabolic chaos, right? What starts as symptoms and frustration turns into bigger issues, issues with your thyroid, issues with your liver congestion, issues with, you know, like so on and so forth, right? And eventually into disease, that's what happens. So this is the time to prioritize that piece. And perimenopause is that reminder of what's going on. So this is your moment. It's your time. You don't have to change your entire life. You don't have to be afraid of never, you know, having birthday cake or, or drinking wine or running a marathon or, or watching late night TV, you know, or, or sipping wine with your partner on the couch every single night. You don't have to worry about giving that up forever, but you do need to commit to your growth in order to heal. Because if you're at this point where you're, you, you don't know why you can't lose weight or you're gaining weight and you're uncomfortable and it's consuming you, right? I don't care how much you weigh. Let me just make that clear. I don't care what you look like or how you weigh. I only care how you feel. So if you feel flipping great, it does not matter how much belly fat you have. It only matters how you feel because if how you feel is not good, is not great, is not amazing, it's holding you back. 
right? So if you're here and you're not feeling great, you know, because of how your body is now changing in composition and not in the way you want it to, or the scales going in a different direction. If you can't sleep through the night, if you are having hot flashes left, right, and center, if you are having digestive issues, if you're having brain fog, if you're having migraines, if these things are happening, you are in a place where you need to heal. And this needs to become the strategy for you to do that taking a whole quarter of next year to make this happen so that the rest of your year gets better. Okay. So, you know, first what you need to do, you need to pump up those tires and really be honest with yourself about all that you've accomplished, all of that you've gotten through, how strong you are, how you can do hard things. Because the last thing I'll say on that I used to do this all this time. I used to get really kind of whiny and frustrated by like having to give up sugar or alcohol. And it was like, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. But then when I started thinking about all the hard things I've been through, I realized not eating something that makes me feel like crap anyway, not that hard. Yeah right? Look yourself in the mirror and remind yourself of the hard things you've done. When you start to realize all that you've accomplished, all that you've been through, then following a strategy to grow your health, to make you feel freaking amazing becomes a lot easier because you're not fixating on small things anymore, right? You're recognizing what the real challenge is and you're leveling yourself up. And that sister is so important. All right. Last little recap. It's December 26th. This is your week. It's your week to do two things. One, reflect on all you've accomplished, fill that page. And two, create your health growth strategy like the CEO boss that you are. Take control of your body, make the decision for when you're when you're gonna prioritize this in 2024, and then recognize that it's only three or four months of the year and the rest of the year you can focus on accomplishing other things and know that this time next year we'll meet again and we'll review and we'll talk again and we'll look at all the things we've accomplished. Okay, sister, have a beautiful week between the holidays and New Year's. Go out and make this year one where you are more in your life and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.